Welcome and thank you for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on May 5th, 2021. You know, it's been over a year now since we learned the term pandemic on a much more personal level than anyone could ever imagine. Well, most of us are beginning to return to normal daily living. There are still friends and family members that are suffering the effects of COVID-19. I would ask that you please keep those that you know of and that have been or are affected lifted up to God in prayer. Our church's vision statement is simple in that it is only five words, but it is powerful. Learning, loving, living God's word. I know you've heard Pastor Metz and me speak of Bible Project many times, and there's a reason for that. Their efforts to make the Bible more approachable, understandable, are having a worldwide impact. In less than seven years, they have produced 160 videos, 200 podcasts, and have over 380 million views across all of their media channels in over 36 languages. And they have over 2 million subscribers worldwide. And all of their content is free. Remember how Philip helped the Ethiopian eunuch understand scripture? This story can be found in the book of Acts, chapter 8, starting at verse 36. As a matter of fact, it was one of our readings from last Sunday. The best way I can describe Bible Project is, they are our Philip. If you haven't already, check them out at BibleProject.com. Now let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God and our Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for your word that both convicts and comforts us, but always leads us to Jesus. Help us to abide in your word daily and interpret your word correctly. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The Christian church has many traditions, and one that I would like to take a look at today is praying before meals. So we call it returning thanks, saying grace, bless the food, say a blessing. Those are just a few of the terms that we use as what we do as Christians prior to eating a meal. Martin Luther thought it important enough to include it in his small catechism. And he has a suggested prayer before eating and a suggested prayer after eating. In volume one of the Lutheran handbook, And yes, there is such a thing, and it's published by Augsburg Fortress. There is a suggested table blessing that actually comes from the book of Psalms. And the table blessing comes with instructions as well. The children and the members of the household are to come devoutly to the table, fold their hands, and recite. And this is from Psalm 145, verses 15 and 16. 
the eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. How and what we pray prior to meals varies greatly among families as well as individuals. Our traditional family blessing we used when I was growing up, and we still do, goes like this. Come before us, bless this food, nourish our bodies, forgive us for our sins, for Christ's sake. Amen. Laurel's family used a little bit different blessing. And it goes like this. We thank thee for thy gifts, dear Lord, for food and raiment and thy word. Be present, Lord, and grant that we may strengthen for thy service be. Amen. And then, of course, there's the what I would call the, the kids, where they generally start with a blessing prior to a meal. God is great. God is good. Let us thank him for our food. Amen. Now, I'm sure that each one of you and your families have traditional prayers that you use prior to meals. Have you ever wondered where the tradition originated and why it is important to pray prior to meals? Well, since this is a Bible study, let's start there. A familiar story involving Jesus and a meal is the feeding of the 5,000 on the hills above the Sea of Galilee. Here's the account from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 10 through 11. Here's the reading. Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down. About 5,000 men were there. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. And there's another story where Jesus feeds 4,000. This is found in the Gospel of Mark, chapter 8, verses 5 through 7. And there's another account of this event in the Gospel of Matthew as well. Here is the reading from Mark. How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Seven, they replied. He told the crowd to sit down on the ground. When he had taken the seven loaves and given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people, and they did so. They had a few small fish as well. He gave thanks for them also and told the disciples to distribute them. Let's not leave the hillside just yet. Look back at Mark 8 passage where Jesus fed the 4,000. In the account of this miraculous feeding, the disciples bring Jesus seven loaves of bread. Jesus says the blessing breaks the bread and distributes it. A little later, the disciples return with some fish. Instead of saying, okay, pass those out too, Jesus stops, takes the fish, and blesses them as well. He does the same thing at the Last Supper. He blesses the bread, and then a moment later, he also gives thanks for the cup. The point I want to make here is this. Jesus stops to give thanks for each thing at these meals. 
Jesus is aware of and thankful for each specific blessing his father has given him. The bread, the fish, the wine. We never hear Jesus say one of those blanket, thank you for everything prayers. One more very familiar meal involving Jesus is, of course, the Last Supper with his disciples. There is an account of this meal in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. I'm going to read from the account found in the Gospel of Luke, and it is chapter 22, verses 17 through 19. Here is the reading. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Almost every Bible scholar agrees that the thanks or blessing that Jesus would have given at these meals would have been one that Jews had traditionally said before meals. Jesus would have spoken the Hebrew words, but because I am not fluent in Hebrew, here is the English version. Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. In this old age prayer, that Jesus would have recited, again, God is the one being blessed and not the food. The word used to describe Jesus' prayer at mealtimes is Eucharistio. And excuse me for butchering the pronunciation of that. The root word is charis, or joy. Joyful thanksgiving, heartfelt, overflowing gratitude. It's interesting to note that the term Eucharist, used by some Christians in reference to Holy Communion or the Lord's Supper, comes from this Greek word. One more final example of prayer prior to eating can be found in the book of Acts, chapter 27, verses 33 through 38. This comes from the account of a shipwreck when Paul was sailing to Rome to stand trial in front of Caesar. As you will hear in this reading, Luke was on board the ship with Paul. So what is written is a first-hand account of these events. Here's the reading, beginning at verse 33. Just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. For the last 14 days, he said, you have been in constant suspense and have gone without food. You haven't eaten anything. Now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and gave thanks to God in front of them all. Then he broke it and began to eat. They were all encouraged and ate some food themselves. Altogether, there were 276 of us on board. When they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing the grain into the sea. Well, what does this short study tell us? One commentary I read on the subject of mealtime prayers included the following thoughts. 
In essence, we do not need to bless the food since food is already one of God's blessings to us. Instead, let us bless God for providing our daily bread for us. Now, my own personal mealtime prayer, more often than not, does include asking God to bless the food to the nourishment of our bodies and us to his humble service. We express our gratitude and thanks to God who provides all our needs, including our need for food. By blessing God and thanking him for our food, it will help us to focus on God and to thank him in every area of our life. As Paul said in Colossians 3.17, Whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now, I'm not suggesting there's a right way and a wrong way of praying prior to a meal. I'm just tossing out a couple of different perspectives as food for thought. Yes, pun intended. I hope this Bible study and reflection has offered some helpful insight as to why we pray before meals. My personal takeaway from this exercise is, if it was important for Jesus to pray before meals, it certainly would and should be important for me to pray before meals. Now, I must admit, I've been convicted myself in doing this study today. I must ask myself, should I thank God for some of the meals that I eat, or all of them? The answer is, I have some changes to make in my mealtime prayer life. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, the giver of our daily bread, we thank you for blessing each and every one of us with provisions that we need day by day. Help us through your Holy Spirit to bring thanks and praise to you along with our request. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. And now go in peace, serve the Lord.